The views in this do not necessarily reflect the views of WKNC, Student Media, or NCSU. You're listening to Eye on the Triangle on WKNC 88.1. Good afternoon, Raleigh, and welcome to this week's Eye on the Triangle. It's August 17th, and the time is 4.02. On behalf of the team here at WKNC, I'd like to thank you for tuning in. I'm Marissa Jordan. And I'm Nick Weaver. Today is officially the first day of the 2016-2017 school year. In honor of the first day of classes, we are having a special orientation episode that we collaborated with with our podcast manager, uh, Colleen Canan ferguson on. Uh, later in the show, we'll have this day in history to see what remarkable events have taken place on this date in the past. And Mandy takes a look at weather for this week. Colleen Canan Ferguson brings you a look at uh, Wolfpack Welcome Week. As always, Jake Winters brings you Snowverated. This week, he reviews Leviathan. Nick brings you his Modest Mouth Review. This week, he reviews Bornea by Hockey Dads. Mandy Butchski takes a look at the 2016 Rio Olympics. But first, Jamie Halla reviews all the coffee shops around NC State. It's a new school year here at NC State University. That means new students are entering the wild fray of college, either from high school or another college or some other way. Quite a lot of people enter college, much like myself, without much of a taste for coffee. It can be bitter tasting, gross, or only good with lots of sugar, a la frappe drinks and stuff of that ilk. Well, college amongst many things is a time to try and experience many new things, including the wonders of a deathly beverage called coffee. Why is this? Well, because you need to expect many late nights in college, whether it be from studying too hard or maybe partying or just hanging out way too late playing Monopoly with friends in your dorm room. You'll either need that coffee to stay up late or wake you up in the wee hours of the morning or both. In the next five minutes or so, I will give you a little quick rundown of the many coffee options surrounding NC State and boy are there a lot. I swear there are like 88 coffee shops in a one mile radius around this school. Just so many options. First, we'll deal with the closest ones to our hearts, the ones directly on NC State's campus. There are three main coffee shops on our campus, a Starbucks, multiple Port City Javas, and the Hill of Beans. The Starbucks is located in our ever-beautiful Tally Student Union on the bottom floor next to the bookstore. A fair warning of bias is that I spent a few months working at this location and kind of hated it, so just keep that in mind. The Starbucks is essentially a lesser version of a regular Starbucks. Subpar, yet still overpriced coffee and exceptionally sugary drinks that pass off as a latte or frappe. The pastries are good, I will give them that, but other than that, I don't have much positives to state, especially since the cold brew is watered down a lot and they overuse ice on all their beverages to give you less drink. But hey, it's Starbucks and they have a big fan base, so if you're a big fan of Starbucks, there you go. I will say that it is nice if you have a meal plan and a meal swipe to burn, but I would urge you to use that swipe at one of the many Port City Java locations, particularly the Park Shops location, as it is a cool place. Port City Java has the best coffee of the three, especially their iced coffee, which is a typically fairly strong. 
Their latte drinks are pretty expensive and not recommended unless you have a meal plan as they easily exceed over $4, which is slightly ridiculous, but whatever. The mocha shakes, while still $4 to $5, are definitely worth a quality meal swipe. I love me a good pastry and Port City Java unfortunately does not always deliver in this apartment. The muffins are rather lackluster, but the scones and cookies are usually pretty quality if they don't run out of them. Again, this is a solid place for a meal plan user, but not really worth the cash unless you're looking for a quick caffeine fix with their moderately priced iced coffee. The final location is the Hill of Beans in DH Hill. It's arguably the weakest of the three, but its convenience and the fact it stays open till like 2am it makes it a solid enough spot for a cheap iced coffee that is inoffensive in flavor. Everything else is average at best. Again, meal swipes for dining dollars work well for this place and a few dollars added is an awful. Now for the more interesting places, the many coffee shops that pepper the street of Hillsboro. We'll start with the newest addition to Hillsborough Street, Jubala Coffee. I'll be honest, I walked in this place the other week with my friend, looked at the menu and said absolutely not. Just about everything on the menu was over 4 bucks, and I am a college student, I was just like, nah. My friend said it was really good, so take that for what you will. The second location for a point of discussion is Liquid State, right next to the traffic circle. Now this place is really cool. The seating is very nice and the lighting is calming and soothing. The menu isn't too large, but it's big enough and has a little something for everybody. They offer coffee, teas, and even beer and wine. With Liquid State, however, I tend to stay away from the coffee offerings as the one time I got something which I believe was a coconut latte was heavy on the ice and not on the drink and that bothers me. I want more drink, less ice. Instead, I focus on the very large selection of loose leaf teas they have which come out in a French press and it is reasonably priced and perfect once the weather gets cooler. If you're a tea person, Liquid State should satiate your thirst for tea. A little bit off of Hillsborough Street is the coffee shop Benelux, located in Cameron Village. It is a large, spacious room with high ceilings and interesting decor featuring a lot of things related to bikes. I'm not entirely sure what the biking thing is, but it's, it's cool. I've only been here a handful of times and each time I get the cold brew as it is a favorite drink of mine, and I will say they have one of my favorite cold brews that I've ever had. It was reasonably priced and had an excellent taste to it. It's definitely worth taking a walk to Cameron Village to give the place a peek. Now for the best of the best, well, at least my favorite, Cup of Joe. Cup of Joe has two locations. One is in Mission Valley and the other is on Hillsborough Street across from Stanhope or Valentine. I don't know, I get those places confused. Now, as far as I know, these two locations are pretty much the same in terms of the menu and daily specials they offer. They just look a little different. But yeah, that's right. Daily specials. Every day, Cup of Joe has a daily special. Well, except the weekends. Besides from the fact that they don't have them on weekends, which they should, daily specials are quite great. They range from cheap espresso drinks, which are filled to the brim with espresso, some having at least six shots, to smoothies and my favorite day, the tea day, which is Friday, featuring their chai tea, Hong Kong tea, Thai tea, and a few others. And those are all just great. Great, great, great. The chai tea latte whipped cream. Ooh, the chai whipped. Very good. However, Cup of Joe might not be as high class as a Jabala, but it makes up for it with real character and fair price beverages that pack a strong caffeine punch. The iced coffees are cheap, but still good. And the ice cream tea is very high quality if coffee isn't necessarily your thing. The espresso drinks are typically strong and lean more towards bitter than sweet, in my experience, but they will definitely give you the jitters at a cheap price point. The service is always quick and the stores are both cozy in an odd way, but cozy nonetheless. I am preferential to the Mission Valley location as it is typically less busy and I find their Wi-Fi to be stronger there. 
Cup of Joe also roasts their own beans, but most importantly, they have daily specials. I just love daily specials. I do wish they would come up with some for the weekends, but alas, the world can't be perfect. Well, there you have it, folks. A quick glance over some of the many coffee places this area has to offer. This is just my opinion, so get out there and try them all and pick your favorite. This has been Jamie Hall with Island Triangle. Have a good school year, and I'm now signing off. The Olympics are a time where the best athletes in the world compete to discover who the best of the best is. They train for years for one swim, one routine, one performance for a lifetime of honor. This year, however, we are finding not only the best in the world, but some of the best of all time. On Monday, 19-year-old Simone Biles became the first American woman to win gold on the vault, giving her her third gold of the Olympics, something an American woman has also never achieved. Yesterday, Biles continued her astounding trip in Rio, adding a fourth gold to her medal count as she took home gold in the women's floor routine final. Remember, no American woman has ever won more than two gold medals in a single Olympics. Biles not only won three, she won four. Usain Bolt, who will be 30 on Sunday, became the first man to win gold in the 100-meter dash in three consecutive Olympics as he came from behind to beat USA's Justin Gatlin by eight hundredths of a second. Gatlin also made history with Bolt, standing beside him as the only two men that have ever won three medals in the 100-meter dash. South Africa's Wade Van Niekerk showed some domination on the track as well, as he broke the world record in the 400-meter race, crossing the finish line 15 hundredths of a second faster than the record USA's Michael Johnson set 17 years ago. Of course, I can't forget about Aquaman himself, Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps is bringing back home to Baltimore, Maryland, six more medals, five of them being gold. With 28 medals on his resume, 23 of them being gold, he is the most decorated Olympian of all time. The second most decorated Olympian is Russian gymnast Larissa Latnina, who has won fewer than half as many golds at nine and 18 total medals. She completed in the late 50s and early 60s, so a lot of us have not seen this kind of domination ever. USA's Katie Ledecky apparently has gills too. She broke her own world record in the 400-meter freestyle and the 800-meter freestyle. If this wasn't impressive enough, she finished 11.38 seconds before the second-place finisher in the 800-meter. 11 seconds. I would pause for 11 seconds to show y'all what that is like, but I don't think you want to just sit in silence. You get the point. It's a long time to be waiting for another person to touch the wall. I mean, I'd still be six laps back, but that's why I'm not an Olympic swimmer. We do have four Olympic swimmers at NC State, however. Senior Simonis Billis represented Lithuania, Junior Anton Ibsen and senior Soren Dahl represented Denmark, and junior Ryan Held won gold with Michael Phelps in the 4x100 for Team USA. There has been an extraordinary amount of talent at the Olympics this year, and we still have four more days left. Watch tonight for finals in women's beach volleyball, men's team table tennis, women's long jump, women's 200-meter run, and women's 100-meter hurdles, to name a few. As always, thanks for tuning in to Eye on the Triangle. I'm Mandy Butchke. Hello and welcome. I'm Nick Weaver of Eye on the Triangle, and you are listening to the Modest Mouth Review. 
And we're back. Just like that, a summer of almost complete absence ends and enrolls the new semester. And what better way to celebrate my return than a review of a brand new surf rock album? That's right, ladies and gents. Released just five days ago on August 14th, today's album is Baronia by Hockey Dad. Now, as always, the first question to ask is, who are Hockey Dad? Well, after some quick searching, I found that Hockey Dad is a duo comprised of Zach Stevenson and Billy Fleming from Windang, Australia. The two were childhood friends who formed the band after years of surfing and listening to music together. That's about all there is to it. A classic origin story, no less common than it is endearing. Baronia, today's album, is their full-length debut following So Tired, their first and only EP. So, how does their music hold up? That's a tough question. First off, their genre is clearly surf rock. The band uses primarily mildly distorted rhythm guitar combined with a basic drum kit and lead guitar featuring a small variety of different effects. Occasionally, the album features either keyboard or synth of some kind as a form of accentuation for the chorus, but otherwise, that's pretty much it. Simple, but that setup has worked for many bands in the past, and a good workman can always get the job done well with even a few tools. Outside of instruments, the lead vocals are once or twice accompanied by pre-tracked harmonies also done by the lead singer, and are typically always lightly tinged with some reverb and delay. Now here's the tricky part. I can't quite make up my mind on how I feel about this band. I would say that in so many words the album is incredibly catchy but plagued by formulaicism and poor mastering. Songs like Can't Have Them had me tapping my foot along while listening intently for the chorus, and generally I would say that's all you need in a good song the ability to enjoy listening to it and some sort of value to it that you find for yourself. If that's a catchy riff or chorus, so be it. That part is up to you generally, and in this case, for me, it was the chorus and bridge. Like I said, that's all you really need for a pretty good song. A great song grabs you and sucks you in, but for a debut, that's not really expected. What is expected, however, is that the rest of your songs can provide the same feeling of enjoyment and value in some sense as well without diminishing returns. Baronia starts off strong, but after two or three songs it becomes very clear what the scope and range of the album are. Hockey Dad is what it sets out to be, a surf rock band. But that's all it is. The album doesn't throw you many, if any, surprises, and those only come in the form of different keys and slower tempos. I applaud the shift in feeling and mood that the song Two Forever provides, but when the 11th track on your album is the first one to feel genuinely different from the others, you have a problem. The songs never escape that general feeling of upbeat, light drums, mild distortion, plus simple guitar riff all carried by the vocals. I listened very closely, and I'm almost certain that there is only one solo of any kind on this album. It's a very simple guitar solo towards the end of the album and serves only to elongate the bridge. The album as a whole never loses that rigid structure of intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. I'm not saying that they have to reinvent rock music, but there's no real depth or variation on this album to speak of until about the last two tracks. I suppose the question there is, are you alright with that? Because if the answer is yes, then there's a pretty decent surf rock album waiting here for you. As much as I find it formulaic, I think Baronia is genuinely pleasing to listen to, and if you want a thematically consistent album to enjoy the rest of your summer with, I'd say this one's a pretty good bet. Now, I did mention earlier that I think the album is poorly mastered. I stand by this, though poorly is perhaps a stronger word than what I mean to convey. 
Simply put, like many debut albums, the EQ is done in such a way that none of the different parts, i.e. vocals, guitar, drums, really stand out over one another. They're all mastered down to the same level, so at times it becomes difficult to pick apart the different pieces. I think that the album could have been better if during mastering certain levels had been tweaked to allow more emphasis on, say, guitar or vocals on certain songs. Outside of that, the only other main problem I can think of is that the album only ever makes use of its main instruments and a touch of synth. There's no ambience, and the guitar and vocal effects are always fairly similar, adding to the formulaicism. Overall though, I think this album is pretty enjoyable, and a strong debut. My rating on a scale from negative 2 to 7 is positive 2. That may sound harsh, but I think average can be good. Sometimes you just need some dope music to veg out to. As far as background music goes, too, you can't go wrong with this album. I think this band has great potential, and if they just work on adding some depth to their sound and playing around with the levels during mastering, they can come out with something great for their next album. That's all for today. I've been Nick, though I'm also known as Linz, Plesk, Meerkat, or just that dude who can't dress himself properly in public. I'm less fond of that last one. As always, you can send in a review request by tweeting at WKNC underscore EOT, or by emailing publicaffairs at wknc.org. Thanks again for listening in, and I'll speak to you all again next time. This is Jake Winters for Eye on the Triangle. This is Snowverated, and this week I will be taking a look at the film Leviathan. Leviathan was released in 2014 and was nominated that year for an Oscar and Best Foreign Film. This category has always been my favorite because it doesn't limit the film in any way, so it is an absolute wild card. How they are even able to feel confident in choosing a title that encompasses the world of film outside of the United States is somewhat beyond me, as it's a huge task. The film that beat it is called Ida, and it is a Polish film, as opposed to Leviathan, which is a Russian film. Leviathan is sort of like looking into Russian culture, as many foreign films often are. You see what is average and simple that we may not have, and you can also see a different set of archetypes used in their films. Not so surprisingly, the stereotypes of government power and alcoholism in Russia are present in this film. It speaks to how true these must be if someone from the country chooses to represent their home in this way. 
Of course it was for dramatic effect, but these stereotypes are not so unbelievable that the director could not put them into his film. It's worth mentioning that those archetypes exist in American cinema as well, but it is interesting to see how they are used in a Russian context. The only other Russian film that I have watched is called Brat, which you can listen to a review of on our website if you'd like. There are many similarities between the two, and the main thing I think of is the style of filming. Russia has a pretty bleak landscape, but that does not mean the film has to drown out colors and make the whole thing muted. It is interesting to me that in such a dull landscape characterized by ice and cold weather, they would choose to go with such a bleak tone of color. Of course, it does fit the film and scenery well in both case of Brat and Leviathan, but it would have been interesting to see something a little different. Sometimes a contrasting color scheme brings out themes in the movie more than one that fits the tone, as it serves as a juxtaposition of setting and characters. My main complaint about this movie is that it is slightly long. It drags on in parts that are not necessary, but do have value, and generally they lengthen the movie for no real reason. Of course, it's not extremely unpleasant what they added, as the coast of Russia is a harsh but beautiful area of the world, and the shots they did show do a great job of exemplifying that. That all being said though, the shots weren't really necessary, and while they did seem to have some relation to the story of the movie, it could have been done in a much more plot-driven way, instead of just showing some of the areas. The plot is decent, it has surprising turns that fit with the movie, and looking back, you can think to yourself that you should have seen it coming. Leviathan is a sad movie. It's not a full-on tragedy because many of the people our main character loves live to tell the tale, but the way the power is taken from our protagonist could not exactly be called happy. The character development throughout the movie is pretty flat for the most part. The characters are stubborn and set in their ways, and none of them really change much throughout the film. This is part of what makes the movie drag on. You can tell where it is going as soon as you figure out who all of the characters are and what they are like, which you can do in a matter of 30 to 45 minutes. I will say, though, that what they came up for a story I was entertained with. Leviathan is a film that I don't really think I could recommend to anybody for any particular reason. It doesn't stand out in my mind as spectacular in any way, but it was generally entertaining. If you like to analyze films, there is not much there to glean, as it is as straightforward as movies come, but it can still be an enjoyable film if you have the time to give it. The best thing about the film is that it doesn't do anything that sticks out and feels wrong. It's easy to be spoiled with great movies in the age of the internet, and it is important to remember that not all films come out as well-polished as this one did. I'm going to give this movie a 2 out of 5. The tone was bleak and dreary, and the movie went on without too much excitement for the majority of its duration, which is really a setup for a pretty boring movie. The great thing about Leviathan, though, is that it's really not a boring movie. There's nothing super exciting or beautiful about the movie, but it is generally entertaining. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Ot in the Triangle and Snowverated. You can find this movie on Amazon, as well as in a few other places around the web if you'd like to check it out. I'm Jake Winters, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. Coming up next, we have Colleen Keenan Ferguson's Welcome Week podcast piece with interviews from people around KNC. But before that, we're looking at a rainy week ahead of us for the weather. Today, Wednesday the 17th, we're looking at mostly sunny skies with a high of 93 and a low of 73. Thursday is going to have scattered thunderstorms, so bring your umbrella, state students. The high will be 89 and the low will be 73. On Friday, we're once again looking at scattered thunderstorms with a high of 88 and a low of 71. Saturday will still be rainy with scattered thunderstorms and a high of 88 and a low of 71. And finally, we're ending this week on a rainy note. 
Sunday is forecasted to have scattered thunderstorms with a high of 88 and a low of 72. Don't be too gloomy, though. The next week is looking much better weather-wise. On this day in history for our history buffs, in 1914, Russian troops invade East Prussia. In 1969, the famous music festival Woodstock concludes. And in 1987, Hitler's last living henchman dies. So as Nick said, coming up next, we've got the podcast. So keep it here on Eye on the Triangle. You're listening to 88.1 WKNC's podcast channel. My name is Colleen Keenan-Ferguson. I'm a senior at NC State studying public relations and journalism. I'm also the podcast manager this year for WKNC, NC State's student-run non-commercial radio station. WKNC is one of my favorite parts of going to NC State. And if you'd like to work here too, you should come out to our interest meeting today, Wednesday, August 17th, on the third floor of Witherspoon Student Center in room 356. My name is Colleen, also known as DJ Thunderthighs on the air. I host a radio show every Friday at 3 p.m. with my friends, DJ DX and The Fuzz. We play all female and gender non-binary bands and artists, and it's called the No Dudes Power Hour. So you should check it out if that floats your boat. You're listening to the Wolfpack Welcome Week new students podcast, featuring advice and tips from current DJs and staff members of WKNC. I also sat down with Kim Paler from the NC State Transportation Department and Ms. Christine Klein from NC State Communications to discuss parking and transportation changes this year. If you have any topic suggestions for a podcast, feel free to shoot me an email. Send all emails to podcast at wknc.org. I hope you enjoy listening. Hi, my name is Emily Ayling. My DJ name is NCSU Guest, and I'm the general manager at WKNC. I'm a rising junior, and my major is women's and gender studies. What's your favorite type of music? Hmm, I guess it would have to be within our after hours genre. That was definitely my favorite music to DJ, just like electronic music, noise music, stuff like that is definitely my thing. What is your favorite part of working at WKNC? My favorite part about working here is definitely just all of the different people. Like, I feel like we all have a lot in common in different ways, but we're still all very unique. I just love the community aspect of being here and just being surrounded by like-minded people, but we're also still individuals. What is your favorite part of NC State University? I definitely like all of the different people, just like my answer for the radio station one. There's just a lot of different people at state and we're all here for different things, which I think is very cool and unique. A lot of people like to pin NC State as just a science and math school, but there are just so many different types of people here interested in a bunch of very cool things. What are some tips or advice that you have for incoming freshmen or new students? Slash, what is something you wish you had known? As a freshman, I guess it would have to be the whole cliche thing of just get involved as much as you can. But that's just like so real because I signed up for all of the emails at the orientation fair, but never got involved in a lot of stuff. And I was a DJ here my first um, two semesters, my freshman year, but I still didn't get super involved until just last year because, like I said, I'm a junior. So just get involved as quickly as you can because 
it's super worth it because you end up making a ton of friends and you end up finding interests that you didn't even know you had. And like, I can definitely attest to that because I never like <laughs> sought out being general manager. Like it just happened to be something that I was interested in. I guess I would have known or realized, I guess, that your college experience is re really what you make of it. So it's not like you have to try super hard to make it fun, but you do have to take steps to like get engaged in things, get involved in things. Like it's not just going to be super cool and fun without you trying on your own as well. Like you have to give in some effort. Besides WKNC, what's your favorite place on campus to just hang out? I really like Caldwell Lounge. I might be kind of biased because like all of my women's studies classes are in Caldwell or Tompkins, but I just love that place. I love the giant windows and when it rains, you can like, it looks so pretty because it's just going through all of the trees on the court of Carolina. It's just very beautiful and serene. <laughs> And what part of the new school year are you most looking forward to, be it an event or a class? I am definitely most excited for all of our new DJs that we will be getting this semester. We have an interest meeting tomorrow, August 16th, and one August 17th in Witherspoon 356 from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. And I'm definitely most excited about that to just see all of the new fresh faces, whether it's freshmen, um, transfer students, or just people that are just now getting involved. It's definitely my favorite part of the entire year. Year. Thinking back on it, what was one of the hardest things you dealt with as a college student? It would definitely have to have been, yes, my freshman year. I did fail two classes. That was very hard to deal with, but it's so normal. I guess the hardest part about dealing with it was just like thinking of it as being normal because in high school, you know, it's easy to just be really great at everything. And then you get to college and you have to balance all of these different things. And so failure is normal and you have to accept that and you can definitely bounce back. I mean, that's why people stay here for like upwards of six years. You, like you have all this time. Yes. Failure is important. <laughs> I love WKNC. This is the best place in the world. If you're second guessing your decision to come to state and you feel out of place, come get involved at the radio station. There's great people here, great opportunities, and it's just a lot of fun. And we would love to have you. My name is Emily Ailing, and when I'm not generally managing WKNC, I'm listening to WKNC 88.1 FM. My name's Kanchi. I'm studying graphic design at NC State. I'm a rising junior now. At KNC, I've DJed mostly electronic music. This year, I'm hoping to do a Bollywood set. I've worked as a DJ at KNC, promotions director, program director, uh, graphic designer, and this coming semester, I'm going to be a student media correspondent. What is your favorite part of working at WKNC? Well, ever since the first day I've been here, it's been kind of like one of the only places at NC State that I felt like these people share a lot of the same interests that I do. And I feel like really accepted by everyone. I've also like learned so much just like being at WKNC, just like not only learning about like how to use equipment and stuff and like audio production and everything, but also just learned about the local music scene here and just like the community. I've met so many people through it. I just like that it goes so much more beyond just this radio station and into like all of the triangle. 
What is your favorite part of NC State? I just feel like we're so blessed with all of the opportunities and stuff that NC State offers. Like, especially with my program, like we have access to so many softwares and equipment, laser cutters, um, printing supplies. The computers are just like so nice. And then like in NC State in general, like we have amazing music studios. Our newspaper is great. Our yearbook's amazing. WKNC is awesome. I just feel like super blessed with like all of the opportunities that I've had, like, and so close to my own hometown, like where I grew up and stuff. And yeah, and all of the people here, like, it's just a very, very diverse group of people with like a lot of different majors and a lot of different backgrounds and being able to just learn from everybody. I feel like much more open-minded than I already was like before coming here. And so it's been a really nice two years so far. Yeah. What tips or advice do you have for incoming freshmen and new students? I would say, like, right off the bat, once you start college, like, don't be scared of, like, overwhelming yourself with a lot of things. Like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, freshman year, I'm just going to, like, take it easy, just, like, not take too many classes, not join too many things. But I kind of just, like, threw myself and took a bunch of classes, did a bunch of, like, extracurricular stuff, got really involved with KNC, like, right off the bat and, like, other student media stuff. And it was, like, overwhelming at times, but I'm, like, really grateful that I did it because that was what was keeping me sane mostly like throughout college is just like having all of these people who are working really hard on things that I was passionate for also in addition to just like classes like if you're just if you're just coming to college for classes like I don't think that you're learning as much as you could be and you're not getting as much of the experience that you are so even if you're like not living on campus like try to get involved with like some of the after after class stuff and just involved in like events and other things that are going on around here and clubs and activities yeah What's something you wish you had known as a freshman? If you're taking an online class, they're normally pretty easy, but they're just like really easy to forget about also. And so like if you're taking an online class, like just treat it as like actual actual class and like schedule a time in your class schedule where you're just going to like be at the library and doing this because like you would just like forget about it and then like only look at it like right before exam day or like completely forget you were in it like the whole semester like I did. So just like pretend it's actual class because they're pretty easy and they're fun and like watching the lectures. Always watch the lectures if they are in the online class. Like it's super important. If you are getting involved in student media, it's really easy to get involved with like all of the different outlets here, like Technician, Newbie Message, Windover, WKNC, and the yearbook Agrimec. Like I was involved with a lot of different ones and lots of like skills transfer over and you meet a really cool group of people. Besides WKNC and Witherspoon, what's your favorite place on campus to hang out? I have so many. I'm just going to say the library. I love going to DHL. I suck. But it's just, like, really nice there. No one, like, judges why you're there. Like, you can just always be at the library, and you can spend, like, hours at the library alone, and nobody says anything. So it's a really nice place to go if you want to get away from, like, your dorm or, like, anywhere and just chill. My name is Kanchi Gandhi, and when I'm not working as a correspondent for student media, I'm listening to WKNC. Coming up next, we have an interview with some people from the transportation office at NC State, so hopefully this should answer all of your parking and transportation questions. Thanks for listening. Hi, my name is Kim Paler. I work with transportation. I am I work with the Wolf Line 
And I help manage that Wolfline service. So if you have any questions about the Wolfline, I'm the one for it. Hey, my name is Christine Klein, and I handle communications for NCSU Transportation. So if there's anything that you don't understand, it's probably my fault because I didn't communicate it to you. Are there any changes to parking and transportation on campus that returning students should be aware of? Okay, as far as parking changes, this year the most significant is we are shifting to adding more Uh, convenient visitor spaces. The most recent area that's been converted to visitor parking space is the Dan Allen Carriageway, and that is a pay-by-space operation with $2 per hour, $1 per each additional partial hour, and uh, $10 maximum per day. Well, there are some changes to the Wolf Lines. What we've done with Route 2, if you remember Route 2 Hillsborough shuttle was the one that went to Cameron Village. So we're still going to go to Cameron Village, so that's a great thing. However, what we want to do is make that route a little faster, more appealing. So what we've done is we're going to Cameron Village, but we're going to stop at the corner of Clark and Enterprise. So it's a short walk-in, and we're still going to have the same type of um, every 20-minute service there, but we're not going all the way in. So in addition to that, with the Route 2, we used to, we were serving last year we were serving pylon and burrow we're not going to do that but we're going to do that with, a, with route six instead which is already over in that area which so makes so much more sense what we're hoping is that those who use route seven with link shuttle will also use route two and find that it's going to be a great efficient ride for them as well in addition to that with route two so route two has some different changes instead of serving faucet we're actually going to serve sullivan on the way back into wolf village so we hope that that'll work for those wanting to get off at the lead lot um, to get to Lee Lee and Sullivan residence halls as well as the West lot. That's one of the changes. Another change that we're going to have with the Wolf Line is that Route 6 Carter-Finley will go ahead and serve Burl and Pylon Drive. So what it's going to do now, it's going to go down Hillsborough Street, make a left onto Burl, serve Burl on the opposite side of the street that it was doing before, serve Pylon on the opposite side, make a right on Blue Ridge, and head out to the Carter-Finley Park and ride from there. So in the past, what we've done is we've served the vet school inbound and outbound, but this time we're just going to serve inbound to campus at that shelter. Uh, we hope that that still is very efficient for every, everyone, but wanted to let you know about that change as well. Also, another change to the Wolf Prowl. We hope that you continue to use the Wolf Prowl on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. It's a great option for you to have a safe ride downtown. Um, this time, we're going to start a little later. We know that you guys like to go out a little later. So instead of starting at 9 p.m., we're going to start it at 10 p.m., but continue to run it to 3 a.m. The Route 7 Wolf Link shuttle will have be able to accept larger capacity. So we're going to put one of our larger buses on that route, and we hope that that takes care of our capacity issues. But remember, you still have the Route 2, we still have the Route 2 Hillsboro shuttle to help you out. Another change to the Wolf Line is that Route 11 Village Link is going to serve Varsity Lot. So this is going to be a great option for you, for you guys who are coming from the Varsity Lot, parking there and needing to go straight to Centennial. So what we're going to do is we're going to come from Fraternity Court, go straight into the Varsity Lot, and then take you straight on into Centennial Campus. Be sure to use that option. Are there any spaces on campus where students without passes can park? So without students without passes have a great option. So let me tell you about that. Out at Carter-Finley Stadium, we have a vast park and ride that we really hope that you utilize. It's a large park and ride. We never get full out there. We have 20-minute service from 7 a.m. 
to 6 p.m. and then 40-minute service from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday. Route 6 Carter-Finley is your route. And we do have another park and ride that we don't talk too much about, but I'm going to tell you why. It's the park and ride over at the Avid Ferry Food Lion Shopping Center. And the reason why we don't talk so much about it is that we have 80 spaces only. So we have 80 sp- spaces around the perimeter of the lot. There's a brick wall and you've allowed 80 spaces there. Outside those 80 spaces, if you park anywhere else, you will get told. However, if you are, if you have an 8 a.m. class, it's the early bird that catches the worm with that lot. So I would certainly use that if you have an early class. Do you know which lots are available after 5 p.m. for parking? Any C parking you can use after 5 p.m. So C is employee parking, and you'll be able to use that after 5 p.m., as well as B parking, which is also employee parking. So C lots and B lots. After 5 p.m., is make just make sure you're gone by 7 a.m. in the morning. All staff parking can be parked in after 5 p.m. with the exception of a few lots on campus. Uh, Hillsboro East and Hillsboro West come to mind. Just pay close attention to the signs and don't park in any SV, UV spaces and also any AS reserve spaces. But other than that, campus pretty much opens up after 5 p.m. What is the parking ticketing process like on campus this year? If you get a ticket, I'd advise you to go to the transportation website, www.ncsu.edu slash transportation. There is an appeal process. If you feel like you've been ticketed in error, people do make mistakes. You need to go ahead and go to that website and go to the appeals section and fill out your appeal, add on any documentation to, to further your claim. And you have to do this within 14 days. We do have an appeal process that we go through and review, and often tickets are reduced, so it's worth your while to do it. Know that there are some offenses that are not appealable, and those are listed on the website. Regarding student permit options, there are several. There are actually so many that your best bet would be to go to Transportation's website and take a look. We have various permits for commuter students and also residence students. And one thing you might not know is we sell resident student permits one for one. We know that these vehicles don't move very often and that resident students said that's your home. So we sell them one for one, no oversell. With commuter permits, there are industry standards that tell us how many uh, how many permits we can sell for each parking facility. So that's how permits work. And one thing that commuter students might not be aware of, NCSU Transportation offers a student carpool option. And so if you're a commuter student with similar class schedules, you can purchase a student carpool SCP permit and split the cost of the permit. And this gives you gas savings and also a better opportunity to park in some of the more premium parking spots. So if you're interested in the student carpool option, there are some rules and regulations about it. But go to the website and take a look. It might be something that will work for you. The best advice I could give any student parking on NC State's campus is uh, if you don't, if you're unsure about where to park, please give our office a call. Our number is area code 919-515-3424. Often students ask other students questions about parking, and then sometimes they don't get the correct answer, and it can result in in a ticket. And we don't want that to happen to you. It actually costs NC State money to write you a ticket. We don't keep the, the ticket revenues. So do us and yourselves a favor and just follow the rules and don't get a ticket.
Are there any construction projects happening on campus or around campus this year that students should be aware of? The big construction activities on campus this year are certainly the demolition of, of Harrelson Hall, uh, the revitalization of Hillsborough Street and the addition to roundabouts on Hillsborough Street. I'm sure anyone who's been in the area has already seen all the construction activity that's taking place there. We are working closely with the city of Raleigh to communicate what's going on and to mitigate any adverse impacts on that. Reynolds Coliseum reopening shortly. Uh, they will be promoting that venue uh, for activities. So that's going to be sort of a new hub on campus also. The Hillsborough Street Revitalization Project, Phase 2, the construction project to which Ms. Klein was referring, aims to beautify Hillsborough Street and make it a more pedestrian-friendly zone. The City of Raleigh will be working on the street for the next 18 months. The expected project completion date is August 2017, and what they're doing is they're removing four stoplights and implementing three roundabouts at the intersection of Brooks Avenue, Dixie Trail, and Rosemary and Shepherd Street. So three new roundabouts at those locations. They will also be implementing raised medians, bike lanes, on-street parking from Gardner Street to the Rosemary Shepherd intersection. They're removing the Dan Allen turning lane and implementing a rain garden in its place. For more information about the Hillsborough Street Revitalization Project, please visit hillsboroughst.raleighnc.gov. Live It Up Hillsborough Street, the Hillsborough Street Community Service Corporation, has also released an app that will keep users up to date with different road closures and construction updates throughout the Phase 2 construction period. You can find this app at hillsboroughstreet.org app, and it's free. Just know with the Hillsborough Street construction that even though it's going to be a little painful for everyone traveling around that area until the project is completed, it will be to our benefit and it does beautify campus and campus entrances and it will be all worthwhile. Could you talk a little bit about the Go Passes available to students and how they can be picked up? Go Passes are a great way to get around campus. Uh, you just need to go online and order your Go Pass at the transportation website. And it, it, there is a small $5 processing fee. Once you order your Go Pass, you can pick it up at the transportation office from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. We ask that you allow two business days after you order online to process. There is one special distribution area being set up. Uh, August 20th through 22nd, that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Tally Student Center. So go ahead and get that Go Pass ordered if you haven't already done so, and you'll be able to travel the Triangle for free. So, yeah, with your Go Pass, what you can do is use the City of Raleigh's bus system. And the city of Raleigh's bus system goes to the Amtrak station. So if you don't have a car on campus, don't worry. That's a great way home. If you're um, in Greensboro, Charlotte, any of the places that the Amtrak touch bases on. Also, you use Triangle Transit or Go Triangle, which is the regional service that that uses that goes to Cary, Chapel Hill, Durham and the airport. So make sure you get your co-pass. What problems do new students typically face on campus in regards to parking and transportation? 
problems that we see on campus uh, with students is often students not understanding the rules or getting in a hurry. Say, for instance, they miss their bus and they don't want to miss class, so they drive to campus and just park wherever they can find a spot. If that were to happen, what I'd advise students to do is uh, to certainly use, use pay lots available in the Coliseum deck and in the Dan Allen deck. And again, that is, uh, it's $2 for the first hour, a dollar for partial hour, $10 per day. The other thing that if you have a permit, make sure it's displayed properly. And this year we have a little bit of a change. Instead of the permit being on the right side of the uh, the passenger side of the windshield, that permit has changed and it now should be placed in the driver's side on the left, lower left-hand corner of the windshield. So the Wolf Line is a great way for you to get around campus, but I just want to keep let everybody know that when you're using the Wolf Line, I want you to make sure that you remember it is transportation. So we're up against uh, traffic and some other things that may keep us behind. Tra- Transloc is a great way to keep track of your bus. So if you go to our website, go to Transloc, and you could download that information on your web-enabled phone, and you'll be able to see the buses moving around in real time. Still, I'd like to say that regardless of the fact that we have schedules posted, I'd love for you to make sure that you remember to at least give yourself at least enough time to miss a bus to get to class on time, especially within the next few weeks of class. Everyone will start to try to move around at the same time. So we really want you to get to class on time, but understand that the experience of transportation may be a little different within those first couple of weeks. So if you're traveling between Main Campus and Centennial Campus, we certainly want you to give yourself enough time to do that within reason. So if you have only 15 minutes between a class on Centennial Campus and Main Campus, it's going to be difficult, but possible. So Route 3 Engineering probably will be a route we have every seven minutes frequency. It's going to be the best. But keep in mind, don't just wait for Route 3. Route 8 Southeast Loop, Route 3 Engineering, both are traveling from Centennial to Main Campus. So what you want to do is take the first bus out. If you can at all possible, please make sure that when you're making your schedule, between main campus and Centennial that you try to give yourself at least 35 minutes to an hour to do so. Let's talk about some wolf line tips to riding the bus. If you haven't ridden the bus before, when you get on the bus, you're going to get on at the front door. And when you're ready to stop, when you're ready to get off, what you're going to do is this right before your stop, you're going to pull the little cord and get off. Another thing is we know everyone's stunning and busy on campus when you're at the bus stop and you may be looking at a book and reading and studying or maybe looking at your phone to see when the bus is coming. Make sure that you try to make some eye contact with that bus driver. So if you're at a stop that multiple buses serve and you're still sitting down and the bus comes, it may not realize that you want to get on the bus. So make sure that you're known. Stand up, make some eye contact, let them know that you want to get on the bus so you can get on, get to class on time. We exit all buses from the rear of the bus unless otherwise you're otherwise told. So there are times when the bus driver may make a special provision, but for the most part, you enter in the front of the bus and exit at the rear. Did you know that we have the Red Terror to take you to the football and basketball games? Make sure that that you are checking TVS um, where we put announcements at. But when the football games are coming, we're going to have a safe ride for you with the Red Terror. TVS's transit visualization system, that is through Transloc, and it allows you to see the buses moving around in real time. So you can download that information onto your web-enabled phone, and you'll see the buses moving around in real time. Riding the bus can be very confusing at times, and we're well aware of that. 
I myself am in place to help you do that. So if you have any questions, if you find it, you're having difficulty maneuvering through the website or just figuring out how the bus is working, please feel free to call out office, ask for Kim Paler or anybody who can help. We'll be happy to help you at any time. You can even come in and I'll sit down and meet with you and talk to you about options that you can use to get around campus. Our office number is 919-515-3424. My personal number is 919-513-7400. I'll be happy to speak with you. Just give me about 24 to 48 hours to return your call. So a great way to get some information about the Wolf Line is to join the Wolf Line listserv. Please make sure that you go on our website, to the transportation website, look for Wolfline, then it'll show you how to join the Wolfline listserv. It's a great information if we're doing any detours or making any changes. This is how you get the information along with Translow. So if you're on, and as well as Hillsborough Construction, any changes that we have to make to the Wolfline because of that. And sometimes we have to do things very quickly. So this is a great way. You'll get an email to you. But another way is, is anything that we're going to send on the Wolfline listserv, we're usually going to put on TVS under announcements. So that's going to be a very important place for you to look as well. Hi, my name is Kim Taylor, and when I'm not organizing the book line, I'm listening to KNC. sophomore. I am majoring in art studies music and I DJ and direct public affairs at WKNC. DJ Floatstar. What is your favorite part of working at WKNC? I really love being able to put together the show. Uh, It's one of my favorite things to do. Editing has always been like a big part of my life. I used to run a YouTube channel for gaming, which is a really, a really big leap uh, to public affairs programming, but it's, it's always enjoyable. Do you want to describe what Eye on the Triangle is? Eye on the Triangle is our weekly news show. It's the reason that we are still labeled an educational radio channel and the reason that we get to keep our wattage and our station. It's a lot of block programming of, you know, people doing reviews, people doing news stories, and just in general, a lot of people reading off pieces and their scripts. So what tips or advice do you have for incoming freshmen or new students? Wait at least two weeks to wear any of your red shirts that you picked up at orientation. It is a dead giveaway that you're a freshman. No, don't freak out. Don't. It's not worth it. It's honestly college is easier than high school for me anyways. What's something you wish you had known as a freshman? Something I wish I had known. Uh, honestly, I have no idea. Eat healthier. What's your favorite part of NC State? Well, the obvious answer there is KNC, but uh, I really love the environment, uh, the, the, the environment of like clubs and student organization being as big as it is. Um, and just the music scene in general, you wouldn't expect it for a town like Raleigh to be so big on music, but it really is a big part of what NCESU is about. And uh, I'm, I'm very proud of that. What's your favorite spot on campus besides WKNC to just hang out? I spend a lot of time in D.H. Hill, but a lot of the time my friends and I just hang out in our dorms or our apartments this year. Join Eye on the Triangle, please. You can email us at publicaffairs at wknc.org. And my DJ name is DJ What's Your Face. I'm a junior in plant biology and I DJ indie rock as well as I am local music director. What is your favorite part of working at KNC? 
the people are really awesome. I also love just getting involved in the community, especially with local musicians, be it having them come in for interviews or promoting an event they're doing. It's a lot of fun. What tips or advice do you have for incoming freshmen or new students? Don't be afraid to get involved in anything. I know my freshman year, I didn't get involved in WKNC because I was kind of intimidated by the people that worked there, which was completely wrong because everybody here is awesome. But I don't know, just like if something seems interesting to you, even if you don't know anybody who's involved in it, don't be afraid to step into it. What's something you wish you had known about college or life when you were a freshman? I would say just do what you can and don't sweat it. I, when I was a freshman, I feel like I was working a lot harder than I needed to be and not doing the other things that I enjoyed. And what's your favorite part of going to NC State? WKNC is definitely my favorite part of going to NC State. Um, Being a part of this radio station has been the best experience here thus far. And what's your favorite place on campus to just hang out? Probably um, Court of Carolina. Yeah, the Court of Carolina is really beautiful. It's a nice place to just sit out with your laptop because there's Wi-Fi. It's nice classic field. My name is Jamie Lynn Gilbert, and I'm the Associate Director of Student Media at North Carolina State, and I advise the campus radio station, which is WKNC 88.1 FM. So why should students join WKNC? Well, what's really important for students at a university is to join something. Obviously, we would love it to be WKNC or another of our publications in student media, but The best part about being in college is finding a community in which to belong. When I was an undergraduate, I'm from Michigan, and at Eastern Michigan University, I was involved in our forensics competitive public speaking program. And so when I think back on my time in college, I don't necessarily think back on the classes I took. I think back on the friendships that I made through the extracurricular activity that I was in. Through the forensics program, I also... um, I worked for the campus radio station there. I wrote for the campus newspaper. And those are the connections that I remember, not necessarily um, with my classmates. So it's very important to get involved and to try new things and to see what it is that you like, because you're going to find those lifelong friendships in groups like WKNC, like Nubian Message, or maybe as an inter-residence council, student government, chess club, Aikido club, whatever it is that you're passionate about. You want to find like-minded people who might end up being different than you. And then you can learn about different groups and different ideas. What tips or advice do you have for incoming students thinking back to your own college days? Three words. Go to class. I'm actually, I've spent some time as a college professor. I'll be teaching as an adjunct at Durham Tech this semester. And the most important part is just showing up. I understand that sometimes things get in the way and you oversleep, but it's really important to go to class and get the material firsthand. The textbook can be great, but the textbook isn't all of it. You need the lecture from the professor. You want your professor to know who you are and to know your name. So then if you do have a problem later in the semester, you can say, hey, you know, Professor Smith, I'm having some problems with my term paper. If the professor doesn't know who you are, the professor isn't as likely to help you out. So go to class, take notes, 
and just absorb the information. What's something you wish you had known other than that when you were a freshman in college or as a first year student anywhere? One of the things that I think is really interesting about NC State is that there is an on-campus pharmacy at the Student Health Center. So um, like I have allergies and so I take some maintenance medications. It's so convenient to just go over to the campus pharmacy rather than to go off campus to a pharmacy and you might not have a car, you might have to wait for the bus. So if you are on prescription medication, especially those maintenance medications for whatever your ailment might be, just to have that campus experience. And of course, Student Health Center is located right next door to WKNC. Casual plug for WKNC. Stop by when you are done with your student health services appointment. My favorite part of working at NC State is watching the students grow. I see people come in as first semester freshmen and they're bright eyed and bushy tailed and they don't know anything about anything, but they're they're excited to learn. And I watch young people mature into young adults. I I watch young children become adults is exactly what happens. And looking back, they come back to me after four years and they say, you know, being involved in WKNC or in this organization was the greatest thing that I ever did. I, I found a place to belong. And again, whether it's at the radio station or, you know, with the Black Students Board, with the GLBT Center, with whatever it is that interests you to find that place to belong and to learn critical thinking skills and learn how to be an adult. And then just to watch that, it's it's wonderful. What I think new students need to learn is to just know your resources. And obviously you might not even know what resources you might need. The NC State website, ncsu.edu, um, has a lot of information. If you're ever bored one day, just go there and start typing in words of things that might interest you. And you're never going to believe what you find. Thanks for listening to the Wolfpack Welcome Week New Students Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about KNC, go to www.wknc.org. If you have any podcast suggestions for me, shoot me an email to podcast at wknc.org. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and SoundCloud at WKNC881.